We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough. Step back. Gets up the shot. Banks. This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We're coming to you live Sunday, September 11th. Just a few short weeks away from NBA training camp, from preseason basketball. NFL is here as of, I guess, a few days ago, but officially today. And we are brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Taylor Peterson with me. Chiefs won first regular season game of the of the season. Um, it's gorgeous weather out here in Oklahoma. Hopefully, it is down in Justin's neck of the woods. Um, pretty good day as a whole. We've got Justin Peabody with us. Hello, everybody. And it's the three man show tonight. The three man weave. I also have to ask: Did you have a stroke during the intro just now? <laughs> basketball he's got a new mouthpiece okay yeah i have like this this new like thing that i have to wear i didn't know that well now yeah. i feel bad that's okay dude it sucks i have to eat and everything it's like really? i have i have a tmj problem uh-huh. that causes like a lot of pain it makes my ears ring and stuff so i have to wear this thing uh 24 7 for the next six months awesome Ugh. Yeah, not awesome at all. See, like you brush in it and everything. I can take it out to brush, and then I wear a top one at night. Yeah, but that's become a problem because I clench at night. Ooh, and the top one is designed. It's got this big piece that hangs down. That way, my jaw doesn't slide. My bottom jaw doesn't yeah. slide back. But I wear instead, I, I just my teeth just push on that thing like a mother effort Ugh. all night long, Ow. and I wake up and my teeth hurt really, really, really bad. Ugh. Well, that sucks. I'm, I'm not sorry. having a good time. Straight <laughs> so up, not having straight. a good time, guys. <laughs> Poor Jacob has a podcast and and teach with a lisp. <laughs> yeah, the kids are already bullying me. Yeah, <laughs> of course they are. One of 
Fill them. Fill them all. Yeah. F, They're like, F, what F. did you say, Mr. Nissen? And I'm like, I'm going to kick your ass. Get away from I me. I said you filled, asshole. <laughs> Freaking oh. jerks. <laughs> well, I'm get Mike Tyson on the show. That's right. <laughs> someone who might not be having a bad time this season, our guy, Shay Gilgis Alexander. Before we're going to talk about Shay as an all star this year, but before we dive into that, you guys watch the uh, the Shea runs, the, the Shea pickup runs with the Thunder guys? Not too shabby. He looks good. He looks in shape. He looks bigger, better, and he just like, even amongst like pretty elite NBA competition again yep. in a pickup run. But I felt that he, I mean, he knew he was the best player on the court and he acted like it. I think and Jacob, I you tweet a lot about it. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. He talks <laughs> some trash. I feel the complete opposite about uh, off-season pickup runs that I do summer league. <laughs> like, summer league is meaningless. Off-season pickup uh, runs are the only thing that's real. They are like, everything. Yeah, they are everything. <laughs> Draw every conclusion. Every overreaction is going to mm-hmm. manifest itself. Um, yeah, yeah Shay Shay for MVP. That's the only conclusion. Well, if that's the case, I watched Darius Baisley airball some shots and and like I said, pickup run. I watched Poku. He was in the video. But he was like an NPC. He didn't do anything. Like Just I said. Just existed in the background. <laughs> J-Dub looks clean. J-Dub, solid. Real nice. Usman Jang had a wide open layup and instead dribbled to the corner. And I was like, oh, no. Like we me on 2K. Guy, we took this guy at 11. I hope he's all right. I was going to say, yeah, he, he drove baseline, had the wide open layup, and then he dishes it out and then somebody in the you, Lou I think is yelling what are you doing that, okay it was Lou it was Lou I was wondering <laughs> sounds like was. me at pickup run yes. just yelling at everyone what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen well, let's talk some Shea all-star um lots of discussion going on like can Shea break out this year is this the year where he officially gets into the all-star conversation make I, I think he's already in the all-star conversation but makes the all-star game uh, what would that look like? So I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. First, to give some context about the All-Star game. Each All-Star team, so the West and the East, get 12 players in. You get two starting guards and three starting front court players. 50% of that is decided by the fan vote, 25% by player vote, 25% by media vote. I feel like the starters a little bit ready, gentlemen. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you mean Aaron? Uh, I almost said Aaron Wiggins. Uh, I'll have it. Andrew Wiggins that uh, shouldn't have been a starter last year. <laughs> the fan vote I think is is bad, and then players just troll. I mean, uh, Brandon Clark <laughs> from the Memphis Grizzlies got like ten player votes for him last year. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. Um, but anyways, you get two guards, three front front court players. Then the coaches pick two bench guards and three bench front court players. So we're at 10 players. And they also pick two players that we'll kind of call them the flex guys. Mm-hmm. They're picked by coaches, but it doesn't matter position. They can be whatever. Um, SGA this year will most likely only be listed as a guard for the All-Star game. When you look at last year, on basketballreference.com, Shea spent 98% of all of his minutes at the one or the two. Only 2% of his minutes came at the three. So even though he is six foot six, 
uh, he is going to be listed as a a guard for all-star purposes. That means he only has six possible spots on that all-star team. One of the two starters, one of the two bench guys, or one of the two flex guys. Okay? Everyone follow so far? Yep. We're all on the same page. Can we all agree that they should eliminate the positional requirement as well? 100%. One, yes. It's ridiculous. Same for all NBA. Agreed. Yep. So, last year, the the guards for the West, starters, John Morant, Steph Curry, bench guards, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic, um, Donovan Mitchell, and Chris Paul were the two flex guys. And then DeJounte Murray made guard number seven. The reason the West got seven guards last year was because Draymond Green got selected as an all-star but was injured. And so the replacement, they can pick anybody for a replacement. So they picked DeJounte Murray. Well, this year, we look at it. There's, I mean, DeJounte Murray and Donovan Mitchell, two of the guys that made it last year, no longer in the West. Huzzah. Some spots are opening up. So instead of just saying, oh, two spots opened up, let's slide Shea in there. I wanted us to actually do a Western Conference All-Star Draft. And we're going to go in the order that the All-Stars would go on. If you are watching us on YouTube, you can see we have a a little Google sheet pulled up here. And we're going to go through and make our selections. Uh, I've listed on this sheet... Uh, 16 guards and 16 front court players that I think are probably the pool of all-star candidates this next year. Maybe you guys have somebody else that's not on this list, but I, it's 32 players. It's like six and a half starting lineups of the 15 West teams. So I, I think it's pretty thorough. I think we got we covered, it covered all the bait. Yeah. All the bases here. <laughs> so let's start with the two starting guards for the West. Uh, Justin, I'll let you have pick number one. It's got to be Ooh. Steph. It's got to be taking Steph. Steph this year. You don't it, think there's any step back? I well, no, because of all the criteria that you said earlier, the heavy emphasis on fan vote. Steph's in. He's a lock. He he's a lock as as much as you can be a lock because of the fan support. Um, I think he's gonna be number one by a wide margin. All right, Steph Curry is off the list then. I think um, I agree with that. Yeah, I wonder, like, part of me thinks maybe Steph isn't going to have as good of a year next year. He is getting older. I agree with that. Maybe he gets injured. Um, but, yeah, the way the starters are voted on, uh, I, I'm kind of with you. Yep. Um, I'm going to take the second guard then, and Taylor can have first pick of the of the forwards. Uh, second guard, and this one's kind of interesting to me, uh, I listed Luka Doncic as a guard. I think he gets guard and forward. Of course um, he does on, on the list, which is BS. <laughs> um, but I think Luca is probably top three MVP candidate next year. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot of overseas fan votes. Uh, I think he's going to get a ton of media yep. votes. Yep. Um, I think he's going to get a ton of player votes. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Luca Doncic is actually like number one overall uh, when it, when you factor in all those three things together. Agree completely, and especially like his Euro hoops run. Where Dude. what was he the first player in the last like I, I don't want to misquote this but I feel like it was the last century or I don't know last maybe it was something smaller like last decade last but millennia <laughs> millennia <laughs> it wasn't like the only player but in in recent history we'll put it that way Luca is the only player to have three thirty or three three 
three Jeez. straight <laughs> 30-point games. There we go. 30-plus <laughs> point games in Euro Hoops history, which is uh, pretty cool. And doing it while drinking Coca-Cola and smoking cigarettes, nonetheless. Hey, uh, yeah, apparently he was hey, out just there. Like, just like six. Poku's old teammates over at Olympiacos. Exactly. Yes. Taylor, exactly. you get first pick of all the front court guys. Uh, who are you taking? Man. Um, I mean, I, I feel like it, it would be very hard for me not to go with Jokic. <laughs> I mean, reigning MVP, just do it all guy. Um, I, I don't see any other front court player who would make it above him. And to your earlier point, Jacob, like again, has the, the overseas vote as well. So I, I think Jokic would be, be the first player I would take there. Justin, you have any, uh, any qualms with that? Um, look, no, Zion. I, I, I don't have a qualm with him being chosen. I, I, I think LeBron beats him out for, for votes for the same reason that Steph, I think will be the top vote getter for guards because he's LeBron and he's going to be the top vote getter until he dies. Probably. So I'm just putting your pick as LeBron then. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I don't see any way again, he could play, he could play half a game and I think he'd still be the top vote getter. Hey, Agreed. for what it's worth um, on, as far as fan votes are concerned, I was looking at it on NBA.com earlier today, last year, uh, Carmelo Anthony was like seventh. Yeah. Exactly. So that's that, a, that tells yeah, you that's all a good you example. If you have a Lakers Very uniform, good you're good for at least 50,000 votes or so. Yeah. yeah. So far, this is the same starting lineup as last season for the West minus Doncic. Uh, uh, we get one more front court player. That's crazy. Uh, that Luka I will, I will take this one and I'm going Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I think that's fair. Assuming he's healthy. Yep. Uh, assuming the Clippers are as good as, as we think they are. I think that's yep. spot on. I agree. So we have Steph. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard as the starting five for the West. Now we get to move on to um, the bench. We're going to flip the order here. We're going to start with the three front court players for the bench. So Taylor, uh, yeah, Taylor is up here. Uh, Taylor, who do you want your next guy? For those of you guys listening to the show and, and not watching on YouTube, the names we have left on front court: Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, Jeremy Grant, Paul George, Anthony Davis, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Demontis Sabonis, Zion Williams, Williamson. Sorry, uh, Brandon Ingram, and then I put Keldon Johnson on there as well. Yep. Ooh, so this is actually kind of tough because now that we're talking about reserves, um, fan fan boats out of the picture here. Um, so like I, I would personally would eliminate Andrew Wiggins, for example, and with Draymond Green, like even all the great things that he does, you know, the glue guy, um, I, I'm not sure that he would, you know, hit that threshold either. So Draymond's a good defender, said, but I'm not voting. I'm not picking a guy for an all-star that's going to shoot like 35%. From the field. Right, exactly. <laughs> so this is where it gets interesting is like, you know, Zion, right? If, if he is healthy, I feel like you have to go with him here. But uh, you have Cat, which is obviously another really great one, and Anthony Davis. So I'm, I'm kind of torn between those three right now. I'm going to go ahead and give the nod to Zion because I feel like if he's playing, he's going to have those stats. Um, and, and like you said, Jacob, earlier, the coaches, the players, they really like Zion. So yeah. let's go ahead and throw Zion in there. But again, those other two are really tough. I think that's a good point. The like The feel-good story aspect 
if he's playing and he's doing well after the you know rough start to his career, I could see him getting that nod kind of for that reason. The Typically, narrative. and one thing to kind of think of as we continue to move on here, teams that are like number one in their conference typically get two, maybe three all stars. Yep. yep, true. So far, we have just one from each team. Good point, yep. Justin. Yeah, you're up. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, am <laughs> I? This definitely, this definitely does get get trickier. Um. You know, I think that I'm with Taylor. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond, eh, not really doing it for me. Um, then you look at like Rudy Gobert and Cat. To your point, you know, both both Timberwolves. I think I I wonder what do their stats look like now that they share the floor together. Um, do the Timberwolves get two players? They'd have to be pretty dang good, I think, to get to get two players. True. And I'm eyeballing Anthony Edwards over in the guard column too. Yep. <laughs> so there's a lot to consider with the T Wolves. Um, Anthony Davis is obviously a just a massive question mark because of I don't know. I I don't I don't know what we're gonna get from AD this season. Um, I don't know if we're gonna see AD on the floor much. Or I still, is he? I still think of that nickname, Anthony Data Davis. <laughs> <laughs> so good yes, like yeah Will so he be healthy? I, I don't know um which makes me a little wary of picking him all that said somebody we missed that i could see making a return would be paul george yeah um everybody's kind of expecting maybe maybe we finally get to see a little bit of what this clippers duo can do maybe this is the year they come out and have a hot start they're up towards the top of the west you get Kawhi and PG on the all-star team. I could see it happening. So I'm going to pick PG. I like it. Hey, the Thunder don't own a Clipper. Uh, yeah, Clippers pick next year. I don't care how the Clippers play. They could be the best team in the league. <laughs> um, actually, I would love for the Clippers That's to be the great year, and then right? fizzle out in the playoffs and then yes. decide it's not going to work and one of them leaves. <laughs> yes. Beautiful. All right, so we have our first team with two guys. The Clippers get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Um, that is that means we have one more front court player left, which I get to choose. Yep. Duh, duh, duh. This is a fun one. There's this, some really fun options. This is some tough choices. I'm with you guys on the Wiggins and Green train. I'm not gonna take either of them. Uh Jeremy Grant is an interesting one, but I don't think he's I think he's gonna be more of a role guy out in Portland now. Agree. Um God, this is difficult. It's kind of uh, like Rudy Cat or I was AD, just about to say, right? are we gonna shame Jacob into picking Rudy Gobert? God, no. I can no. feel the tension coming from uh, the so we're on right now. He would have played the sounder. I, I just I don't think Mikel Bridges is gonna get it. DeAndre Ayton yeah. is an interesting one. Yep. Um DeMontis Sabonis is a really interesting one to me. Mm-mm, uh not a chance. You don't think so? No. Interesting. Brandon Brandon Ingram is is good. Do I want a second Pelican on yep. there? Yep. Not um, I'm not going Keldon Johnson. I'm not going Anthony Davis. So really for me, it's coming down to like Cat, Aiton, or Sabonis. I just don't think Sabonis is going to get that nod on his current team. That's kind of how I feel, even though I think Sabonis will have a really good season. Yep. And maybe this is something I'm, I'm going to try and file this back in the back of the brain. Justin for our um our preseason bets podcast because yes. it's a fun way to you know to uh kind of do a, a preseason um 
covering the entire league. But I'm with you there. I, I, I feel the same way. Even though I think Sabonis is going to have the stats that Jacob's referring to, I, I'm not sure that the Kings are going to be good enough to give him that nod. 100%. Which is very contradictory of me to say that. Uh, coming from the you know uh, somebody who covers and is a fan of the Thunder who thinks that SGA can or could make it. So I understand that. I just think this front court is very, very stacked. I think that that's kind of what Jacob's you know coming from. Yep. All right, you talked to me too. I'm going Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> we know you weren't going go bear. There's no way. <laughs> I no agree way. on Grant. Sabonis is close, but I think that's yep. the okay. three three that point champion Davis. Carl Anthony that Towns. Davis, the two that was yeah between. So we have got two guards. Two starting guards, three starting forwards, three bench forwards. We now have our two bench guards and then our two flex positions. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Taylor is up. We're going with the two guard positions first, right, before we do the flex? Correct. Yeah. I kind of like that idea. Uh, I mean, this one's honestly, is pretty easy for me, and not just because you have him at the top of our uh, Google Google Doc for, <laughs> for those looking. Um, I mean, it's jaw. Right, I, I think he's going to have another monster season, pending injury. Which, again, knock on wood, it's got to be Jaw. I'm totally with you. Like, agreed. He might not be, might not get the starting nod because of other guys, but he's going to be awesome, and he's going to he's going to get in. Uh, I do think his team might take a bit of a step back this year. Yeah, uh, going a little younger, but uh, Jaw's just Jaw's Jaw. He's insane. I feel like this next one's pretty easy too. So I'm excited to see see who Justin takes. Desmond Bain, boys. <laughs> no. Um this Ooh. I agree. I think this next one is is pretty obviously Devin Booker. Um I think he gets that last nod. He would Is that not what you were going to say, Taylor? I was going to go Anthony Edwards. I think oh, Edwards is going to be Okay. Just, I mean, lightning in a bottle this season. I'm excited. I, so I'm, excited. I'm going with Booker. I think he would have to um just take a massive step back for this not to happen. I expect the Suns to, you know, be in the top half of the Western Conference standings again. I think that'll have a lot to do with it. Like it, if he's the best player on the Suns, which I think he will be, and the Suns are in the top four of the West, like there's no way he's not going to be an all-star. I don't disagree with you with the selection. Like Booker's making it, whether it's this guard selection or whether we take yeah. him in the, in the flex. So I agree. All right, we are down to our two flex positions, oh, man. guys. I, uh, not just brutal. because I want to have enough spots for Shea, but there's just so many more guards yep. than there are forwards. Yep. The guards we have left, Chris Paul, Dame, Ant Edwards, Jamal Murray, Shea, Clay Thompson, Ooh. John Wall, Russell Westbrook, De'Aaron Fox, Jalen Green, Desmond Bain, CJ McCollum. For the record, I'm not going Wall or Westbrook. No, nope, that's agreed. not happening. Nope. I'm also not going Chris. I love Chris Paul. Nope. I don't think he's going to make it this year. Agreed. I think he's taking a step back. Uh, this is going to be his age 37 season. Like that's that's, that's old. old. <laughs> we we've all mentioned Anthony Edwards, obviously. Yep. Depending what Portland looks like, Dame could get uh -huh. in for sure. I know. Obviously, Jamal Murray one. making his return. We all think Denver is going to be really good. Do they get two All Stars? Does Clay go off? 
Um, or does Clay get the fan vote that bumps him into the starters, and therefore one of our starters gets bumped down, which sucks. Could happen. But could, could happen. happen. Um, but I'm going to go Anthony Edwards here. Um, I I think if you polled league wide, um, like you know, just just beat beat writers, beat reporters, um, media members, etc. I think they would all say Anthony Edwards. Yep. Um, is going to to get in, which means we have one spot left. Ugh. <laughs> That's brutal. Taylor, cheers. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, if it's mine, obviously. We know I'm where taking, this is going. I'm taking Shake Hills just Alexander. Let's, let's be and, clear. Am I crazy to think that he However, is the right answer? Well, I'm so picking Dan. That's kind of what I'm getting into. Yes. I'm I'm thinking player votes, team or um yeah, coach votes like Dame. Um the other one I'm really thinking about, Justin, is Jamal Murray coming back from injury. If the Nuggets are as good as we think that they can be, it's probably because Jamal is playing well alongside Jokic. So maybe Jamal gets a nod there. But again, like to Jacob's point, like that's that's somebody I would feel comfortable taking Jay over at this point. Yeah. Um and then again, like I keep thinking about that Clay. This is stupid fan vote. If Clay becomes a starter because of that, he has the Andrew Wiggins nod, right? That bumps one of our guards down that we have. So a Luca um, or a well, it won't be Steph. So Luca, <laughs> yeah. And that's I, one less spot. I, I I don't know that Clay will get enough to be a starter. Um, I think it's. I hope. I, not. I think you're dead on. Like it's Dame Jamal Murray. Shay in that yep. tier. Um, I can see Shay getting it if Portland struggles, but I think it probably goes to Dame. If I were if I were building this list out today, I'm putting Dame on it. Portland well, can I struggle, but they're literally... not going to Oklahoma City struggle. Correct, True. and I think and I think that that's the differentiator uh, amongst like you know Dame's been an All Star before. He's been in the league a while. It's been like discussed ad nauseum his disrespect and not being picked an all-star blah 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 like he finally got his nod and i think that that's like it's the thing it's like once you're in you're in kind of thing um i think he probably gets the nod if he has a solid year again as long as like the trailblazers aren't a complete disaster so i agree um and i'm going to mention something that, that jacob has in the doc that i think will be a really good transition like with a, there's kind of a disclaimer there that I think we we should discuss. Uh, that kind of is the point of this whole exercise, and that like Shay is a really good player, and it appears that he's getting better and better. But Jacob, you mentioned here um, in the doc that uh, Murray, Jante Murray, filled a Draymond Green spot as a replacement last year in the West, and now obviously Murray's uh, with the Hawks in the East. In this situation, I would agree with Justin. I think that that Dane probably gets that spot. And then Shea is probably the quote unquote replacement, mm-hmm. uh, you know, pending injuries, all that stuff, all, all of that. However, there is a world where even without Chet, this team is much better off or, or is doing really, really well, exceeding ex- expectations heading into the all-star break. And if, if that is the case, I think Shea is obviously leading that charge. And that means they're above teams like Portland, 
right? That means they're above teams. Like, I, I don't know if I want to go far enough and say the Timberwolves quite yet. Like, I like if that is the case, that means Shea gets that nod, right? Taylor's drinking all that off-season run Kool-Aid right now. All the blue and orange Kool-Aid. <laughs> I'm here Justin, for it. Justin, let me ask you this. What does Shea's counting stats average need to be in order for you to think he gets the last spot? I think it needs to be marginally higher than Dame's. Like I think that's, it's, a, that's a cop that's, out. No, 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 no. Like Sorry. I agree, <laughs> but give me numbers, you jerk. <laughs> well, that, that means I have to look up numbers. I know, I know. If I you want reference, last season Shay had twenty-four and a half points, uh, five rebounds, six assists. So it was twenty-four and a half, five and six. What was Dame? <laughs> well, Dame didn't play much of last year at all. True. Oh, I can tell you. Oh, I can look it up. Dame played 29 games last year. Dame was 24, four and seven. Okay. So not far off. Um, Was Dame an all-star two years ago? Okay. So was it three years ago? uh, He's been an all-star every year since 2017, 18. Okay. Uh, So the past four years, Okay, Uh, the last full season he played the 2020 slash 21 season, he was at 29 points, four rebounds, seven and a half assists. Yep. I think that's a good benchmark. And that's, I would say, I don't expect Dame to necessarily match those numbers. I think it, it might be closer to last year. Again, acknowledging he only played 29 games, but like a little bit lower level, a little bit more in line with his career averages of like, you know, 26 ish, 25. Um, I think I think SGA would have to be 28-29 a game with 8 to 9 assists a game. Wow. I because I think it's he's going to be facing I do not expect the Thunder to have a great record and he's going to have to overcome that to get the All-Star nod whether you like it or not. It is a it is a team influenced uh recognition. These guys don't play in a vacuum. They're rewarding team positioning. I don't expect the Thunder to be in a great position at the All-Star break. And I think he's going to have to like do a little bit extra to get that nod. It's not easy for teams that are not, you know, in the playoff hunt to get All-Stars unless they're just doing something insane. So I think he's he's got to like overcome that barrier. I don't know that he does. I think the more likely scenario Taylor alluded to it but like it's the same thing I said last year. Like, I think that it would take an injury or something like that to get Shane in the all-star game next year, whether that be sure. somebody gets injured early in the season and like, doesn't play or like last year with the Murray, where someone had been selected, but then they're injured either way. I think I, that's where my head's at. I think it's going to take that to get SGA in that game. So like the last thing I was thinking of is, is we took Devin Booker, and Anthony Edwards uh, as the two final guard spots before we got into those flex yep. wild card spots. Um, and so I thought it'd be interesting kind of to look at those stats, uh, what they had last season that got them in as, as all-stars you're looking at. Well, and again, I don't think was Edwards an all-star last year. No. I don't think he was. Yeah. <laughs> We're assuming he will be this upcoming yeah. season, but We're with expecting uh, a jump, right, right. Especially after those playoffs. Now, with Booker, he had uh, 26.8 points, 
4.8 assists. See if I can find the total rebounds. Uh, five rebounds, like makes sense. I think those are probably stat lines that Shea is going to have to reach to get the All Star nod. And to Justin's point, uh, the team will have to have the wins to back that up. But but you look that's at Edwards, exactly what I was going to say. Is like Devin's been putting up those numbers his whole career. But right. it wasn't until the Suns were at the top of the standings that he finally got to be an All Star. I think that's very the situation comparison. Shea's in. But it's like, where it gets you can interesting, put up numbers, but you gotta have a record too. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not looking at the video right now. I'm looking no, at the reference. No, I th- <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Where that gets interesting though, Justin, and I think is what you're getting to is um, Anthony Edwards. You got his. Yeah. You know, totals from last season, 21.3 points, which is still great. But again, kind of SGA level, uh, yeah. 3.8 assists and total rebounds, 4.8. But I'm going to switch over here to his playoffs, which was last year, 25.2 points. Uh, let's see, three assists, 4.2. I mean, 3.2 rebounds or sorry, 3.5 rebounds. Are we sure the Timberwolves are going to have that many more wins in the Thunder? Like there is a world where SGA is able to get that spot above Anthony Edwards. Um, yeah. But I, like, I don't know. I, it, it's just so tough. Like there's a, the, it's a bigger question mark. I'm, I would, I would sooner put SGA above Ant than I would Dame. Oh, that's interesting. Not because of where I rank the players, but because of like, we're anticipating Ant taking a big jump. We're anticipating the Timberwolves being much better this year. Both of those things may not be true. That's yeah. fair. And I think we're we're making, I mean, this whole thing is assumptions, obviously, but like in the chat, Meek Leak calls out like, you know, if the Suns have a bad season, which is possible, then, you know, Devin Booker drops out of that conversation. I think the the team aspect can't be ignored. And I think that, you know, especially with the way we've built this out with cat and ant there, the Timberwolves are going to have to be, you know, at like six probably in the standings. And also I know, higher. That, I know that like we, us three have just rattled off counting stats. We aren't talking about true shooting percentages and advanced stats, et cetera, et cetera. But when it comes down to all-star voting, essentially it's the counting stats yep. that really get the votes. So yeah, I, don't, I think that's I, why. Other players aren't breaking down true shooting percentage. Right. For <laughs> and LeBron and Raptor. <laughs> right. I would, I would argue most coaches probably aren't either. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's a it tough, is. it's a small list and there's a lot of good guards, even with the ones that have left. Like, I think that's what made it so hard last year is we, we started this off with a, a few guards that are really good that are now in the East. And I think it's still going to be tough. Um, We've talked about narrative and the power of narrative. And I think that is something that SGA could have in his favor. Like he's had the injuries. He hasn't played full seasons. If Shea's like having a full season, like you guys said, if the Thunder are overachieving, if he's putting up big numbers, they lost Chet. He's putting the team on his back. Like all those things are hitting. That's a great all-star narrative that could get him the nod. I think that's key. Personally, don't think those things will come to fruition i i kind of think like especially based off what you just said justin and jake i'm curious your thoughts on this as well but i could see us having this very same conversation but obviously with much more detail um based off you know shay's resume uh, resume up to that point like 
you know, having the same conversation, what would that be February? So not quite six months from now, but you guys get the point. Well, heading into all-star break, we'll be doing a podcast where we're, you know, predicting or debating all-star selections and Shay should be there, but he didn't get selected. I don't know. I don't know. Just my two cents on everything. If Shay is like at 26, six and six on efficiency, I think he gets in. Yeah. I disagree. I think he should. (laughs) I think he should, but I'm biased. So who's the last person we're putting on the list? Dame. I think I'm outnumbered here. Taylor just said Dame. Did he? I said Dame. All right. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It is. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be an uphill climb. I still. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, you, you the check news right makes now? me so sad that Maybe. I have to have something to hold on to. <laughs> and I think something... Shay will have the argument regardless. It's kind of what I'm getting at, you know? And um, I think that's either going to frustrating or extremely exciting if he does make it. Interesting. Uh, before we move on, interesting comment in the chat. Come out here. Uh, says, I truly think Chet will be the next OKC All-Star. It hurts me. Is that bad oh, news that Chet me. is the next OKC no, All-Star? that's great news. That's, ugh, I don't know. I'm torn on that. I want Shay to, to be that first, or Giddy to be that first, right? Like that development to happen in order. However, to Justin's point, like that probably means that we also have a really talented player younger than Chet or if not younger uh, selected under Chet and um, in the preceding drafts. So our subsequent drafts, like not perceiving <laughs> regardless, <laughs> I, I, I see what you're getting at Justin. Like yeah. if Chet's in that next all-star, that means that we have more talent coming in under him. I I just think there, there's a lot of good, really good NBA players that have never been all-stars. Like look at Mike Conley. He was a really good NBA player for a long time. And it took him, what was it like? Was it 12, 13, 14 years before he became an all-star? And like, he was always, I mean, not the best of the best, but he was a top tier guard in the NBA. I could see Shea being similar. And I don't think it's a bad thing if if Chet's your first all-star, because that means you have an all-star. And I think that's great news. Um, to Taylor's point, you know, maybe, maybe it's Chet and, uh, you know, fill in the blank, whoever the thunder draft this year that become the first two all-stars that doesn't make Shay not a really, really good point guard just cause he's not an all-star. It's very true. Now meek leak does bring up an interesting point. If he is mean that if Chet is the next thunder all-star, does that mean Shay has been traded? And that's a possibility as well. Again, we aren't like pro-trade Shea on this podcast, obviously. Uh, we aren't like buying into the narrative that Shea wants out because the Thunder want to suck. But there is a world where, you know, Shea is traded um, after the season in order to move up to get a better draft pick if he thinks that's best for him. The Thunder agree that's best for them, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just kind of thought that was an interesting comment uh, to, to throw in there for me, Gleek. You're a Shay hater. <laughs> Trade Shay. 
don't trade. It's just Jay. difficult. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> Agreed. Are you guys ready to to move on? Yes. Can we talk about something different now? Uh, let's take a quick moment. Tell our listeners about who sponsors the show for this week, and then we've got some stuff to close out. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit cottonbureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man Step Back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to cottonbureau.com and search the uncontested podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we are back. Gentlemen, to end the show tonight, we're going to play an uncontested favorite. A game called Take It or Leave It. I feel we need a sounder for take it or leave it for as much as we play this. It's been in the rotation for so long. It deserves its own sound. I agree. I thought we had one. I was thinking we had one. Mm. I don't know. There's a, uh, the take it or leave it song from. I don't even remember those race. Remember however you say that name. I don't know. They have a song (laughs) called take it or leave it. Um, not a very great sounder though, but I thought we had one. Maybe we do. Well, I don't we, have we'll Maybe Silva does. Hat. He's not on the show tonight. <laughs> Anyways, if you haven't been with us whenever we've played this game before, it's very simple. I'm going to give a statement to one of these guys. They're going to tell us that they're taking it, meaning they think the statement will be true, or if they're leaving it, like they, they don't think it's going to happen. They don't want to touch it. Justin, you get the first one. Take it or leave it. Oh, I don't know if I mentioned this. This is rookies edition. Mm. All these questions mm. are about OKC rookies. I like it. Take it or leave it, Justin. 
Usman Jang plays in double-digit G League games. Hmm. Uh, I'm absolutely taking that. Um, maybe you're like me and didn't know how many G League games were in a season. Well, lucky for you, I just Googled it. The answer is 32. <laughs> so that means Us plays I believe in... next season there's 50. Oh, yes. That's true. Well, of I'm an idiot. So uh, this is 100% take it then if there's 50 <laughs> games. Um, absolutely. I, I think he plays in 20 plus. Justin, let me ask you a question. Do you know which Thunder rookie played the most G League games last season? Wow. Okay. You have, you I have, have to, Josh. I was just going to say Trey, I have to remember the rookies. Josh, Trey, Jeremiah, Robinson, Earl, yep. Aaron Wiggins. Wiggins. Trey, yeah. I think. Trey, do you know how many games it was? 20. Uh, I was going to say like 12. It is seven. seven? Okay. Oh my Do you gosh. want another stat? Yeah. In the past five seasons, there's only been one lottery player to play double-digit G League games. Wow. That would be Jerome Robinson, selected by the Los Angeles Clippers in the Shea Gojus Alexander draft. He played wow. 22. The <sighs> highest number aside of that, uh, seven. Uh, I have the numbers here. <laughs> Romeo Langford played seven. Wow. James Booknight played seven. Josh Primo played seven. Jalen Smith played six. Very interesting. That is. Do you, that feels like Do you reconsider your Usman Jang belief? <laughs> kind no. of. <laughs> no. Actually, no. Interesting. Um, no. I, when has convention ever stopped Sam Presti? Exactly. We, we, we just go look at Josh Eustace. I mean, um, stash. I'm not saying Usa is Josh Eustace. Please don't let him be Josh Eustace. <laughs> um, but I think everything we've seen, he's uh, he's rough around the edges. Maybe I back off my my twenty plus take a little bit, but I still, if I were putting money on it today, I'm still taking the over ten. I think that. Because of how convenient the blue is for the Thunder, because of how much we know Presti likes the blue, and because of how raw Oos seems to be, I could see, I could see his numbers, you know, being the new high over over Trey Man. Could not agree more. Especially, I, I think you nailed it, Justin. When you, you speak about the convenience of the OKC blue, it's very different than these other franchises that have. Um, I mean, even prior to the blue being in OKC, they were in Tulsa as a, as a 66er. So yep. you throw guys on a bus for an hour and a half a bus ride. Um, there are teams who, like, I, I think the Nuggets had their team, like Grand Rapids, and they didn't mm-hmm. even have a team before that. Yep, That's a, a, an example that comes to the top of the head. All that being said, it's so convenient, and especially now, playing the same arena, essentially like a back-to-back kind of night. Um, I kind of think about Poku in the situation last year, right? When comparing Jang, not just because of the similarities in style of play and build, but I think he could be used similarly to Poku last season. So I, I think I agree with this one. It's interesting. I don't know. I, I kind of lean on the the under seven. 
I don't know. Ooh, the I only see. benefit, like the only reason in my mind that I think it wouldn't is because what did the Thunder have to lose playing him on the in on the NBA floor, right? Like it's a good and, point. There's no Chet's downside hurt. there. So there's more opportunity. Exactly. Like especially with Chet's hurt. Um all right. That could be the that could be the thing that stops it. I think that's fair. Taylor, you get the next one. Take it or leave it. J Dub plays in one or more G League games. <laughs> so I am leaving this one. Uh, again, could be the Homer uh, uncontested in me. We are very hot on J Dub here. However, again, like we just talked about with Chet being injured, more opportunity, even though I understand that Chet and J Dub aren't necessarily going to play the same positions. All that being said, I would be pretty surprised if J-Dub is being sent down to the blue, especially when a player like Darius Baisley wasn't. Um, I kind of view J-Dub's development track to be similar. You know, I I talked about Jang and Poku, comparing those two, right? Um, I kind of compare J-Dub and Baisley as well and their development track with the Thunder. Um, I'd be very surprised if J-Dub is sent down to the blue. I think he'll have a a regular... um, what's the word I'm looking for? A regular role in the rotation immediately. And to Jacob's point that he's made over and over, over the past couple of weeks, hopefully that just increases as the season goes along. Yep. I'm with you. J-Dub isn't sniffing the G League. The only time he is there is to watch (laughs) other guys play. He's too good for the G League. He's in the stands. Justin, (laughs) take it or leave it. J-Will from Arkansas will play in 20-plus NBA games. But you have a parenthesis here, which is really tough. Oh, oh yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Non-tanking NBA oh, games. That makes it hard. Tough. That's what she I... said. I knew that, that or I guess that'd be what he said. They could both say it simultaneously. <laughs> Jinx. We don't I... discriminate here on the uncontested. 20 games. Hands down, yes. 20 games non-tanking? That's much more difficult to assess. Um, Agreed. Because I don't want you always giving me more information after the fact anymore. Like the first question, I looked up how many games everyone played last year. Starting uh, towards the bottom of the rotation. Um, Not at the very bottom because things got weird at the end of the season. So I'm going to skip the uh, Georgios Kalazakis and uh, Xavier Simpson era. But looking at like Olivier Saar, 22 games. Lindy Waters, 25. Vic Krejci, 30. Uh, that, like most of those were tanking games, though. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it so hard to evaluate this one. But then if you, if you keep going, Derek Favors, LOL, 39. Mike Muscala, 43, Isaiah Roby, 45, Ty Jerome, 48. Like that's really the jump right there is it? It's either Tankville or like half the season. It's kind of, is kind of how the Thunder roster broke down last year. Um, I, I'm going to say over, I'm going to say okay. over reluctantly. I think it is going to come down to how you define non-tanking, but Touché. I think, you know, I could see him playing in, let's say, 35, 40 games next year. Okay. 20 of those may be tanking games. Interesting. He's going to have to be better than he was in Summer League. 
because uh, he looked... it could be a few you know it could be five six seven minutes yeah that's very not true say, i'm not saying it's a big chunk of time but i could see him you know getting getting out there for a few minutes a game i like it um taylor take it or leave it j dub averages 12 and a half points per game or more this was a, was a tough one uh that i tried to like on the fly i mean as we were podcasting do just a tad bit of uh I don't know if research is the right term here. We're the type uh, of be, students that Jacob hates. I know. Studying for the test. We walk into his room uh, like five Just minutes before it. the bell rings and we yeah. open up our book and, oh, yeah, I kind of remember this and uh, get ready for the test beforehand. <laughs> Taylor, However, Taylor is the Bill O'Reilly of students. That's right. And, and you know I what? Said, we'll do it live. And I still, still get the A. I'm going to go ahead and leave it on this one. As much as I love J-Dub, 12.5 seems pretty high. Uh, for reference, last season, I'm looking at the points per game for the Thunder, obviously taking out the outliers like uh, Yorzios Kalazaskis <laughs> with 17.5 points per game. Take um, a shot every time. Jalen Horde, 14.7 points per game. <laughs> we are going to Xavier Simpson, 11 points per game. We are not going to count those. Uh, but you look at Josh Giddy with 12.5 points per game as a rookie. With a very very high. I wonder usage. where I got that twelve point five. I, I from. you know I, I kind of figured, but you know what, Jacob, you and Nick had a or sorry, it wasn't Nick, it was you and um, Silva had a comparison that honestly I really liked, and a certain player also named Jalen Jalen Brown, granted very very different roles or rookie Spicy. seasons. I know, I know, I like it, I like it though, but very different roles, very different teams their rookie seasons, but I'm looking at Jalen Brown, only 6.6 points per game, um, just for reference. Uh, and then, um, again, not a similar type of player, but another Thunder rookie last season in Trey Mann, 10.4 points per game. So all that being said, I am leaving this. I think it'll be closer to the last one I referenced there, Trey Mann being 10.4 points per game, even if he is given an extended role. I think there's so many players, uh, so many scorers on this team, um, primary ball handlers, players with high usage that are going to fall in the pecking order <laughs> higher than J-Dub will be, if that makes sense. Um, and and so because of that, I, I'm going to take the under. You agree with that, Justin? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I think that um, he's going to be very fun. I'm very excited about him. But I think that the, the Trey Mann call-out is a great call-out of like, Trey Mann could could get it and had some big scoring games and he still only averaged 10.4 points a game. I think that it's it's a little bit lofty to to pin him at 12.5 for his rookie year no matter how excited I am. Interesting. I uh I don't know. I don't know if I'm there with you guys. Trey Mann shot uh his field goal percentage at the rim, zero to three feet, was fifty-three percent. Uh, I just have a feeling J Dub is going to be like automatic at the basket. How many attempts do you think he's going to get, though? Correct. Um, <laughs> I love J Dub almost as much as you do, Jacob. What would that you? Is like if, a lot if you of had attempts. To, if you had to pick, are a we number? shutting down Shay? Like, if I had to pick a number for J Dub field goal attempts yeah. a game, no, just points. Let's say points. I think the twelve point five is really close. Where okay, Ooh, I see, think it's I, really really close. I think it's right on the edge. If that at 12 happens, to I think we're looking at. So you guys, okay, you guys were throwing out player comps last week, or sorry, last week. I think J Double get like nine field goal attempts a game. 
if he I really getting... think he gets more minutes than anybody else on the bench. And I don't think he's Agreed. on the bench the entire season. Agreed. But like if he's getting 12.5 points per game his rookie season. We're, we're taking it so let's say slightly over. We're looking at like a, a, again, you guys threw out the the Jane, the, the Jalen Brown comp last week like we're talking James Harden uh OKC year. Yep. Or OKC years, right? Which again, I would love. <laughs> I am not capping J Dub, uh, not being able to reach that level. I just think that's. I don't know if that happens. I, I, would, I, I, I would. I said. I said twelve to thirteen. Sad. Here are guys from last year's draft, rookies from last year who averaged eleven and a half or more: Davion Mitchell, Jalen Suggs, Josh Green, Chris Duarte, Evan Mobley, Franz Wagner, oh. Scotty Barnes, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham. That's fair. Chris Duarte averaged 13. Yeah. I, I think J-Dub is better than Chris Duarte. <laughs> I agree yes, with that. I think he's better than... I don't think Chris Mitchell Duarte averages 13 on the Thunder. That's where this gets interesting, right? You, ha- you have It's a good one. It's a good... Right. <laughs> right. I'm kind of good at coming up with these take it or leave it, guys. <laughs> Justin, take it or leave it. Usman Jang averages seven and a half points per game. Uh, leave it all day, every day. Um, wow. Looking at the stats, I see where you got 7.6. That is the average of Poku. Dang it. I'm oh, no, that's that actually up. not what I was going for. Oh, oh that's I was seven point seven point five seven point six 7.5, 7.6 was the lowest point per game average of all the rookies last season. I think it was wow. JRE. Okay. Yeah, JRE was 7.5 last year. Mm-hmm. And Poku I think was Aaron, 7.6. I think Aaron Wiggins was like at 8-something. Eight 8.3. Eight and then obviously Josh and Trey. Um, yep. 10, 10 and a half, whatever, and then 12 and a half. Yep. So if you have under for Usman, you think he scores less points per game than any of the rookies on last year's team. Correct. I think I'm going to take this one, especially if we're saying, Justin, and you and I agreed on this one, that uh, Us will have more, like, what was it, 20 games than Gili? It's less of a sample size. We've, we've seen that three-point stroke. It's a lot lot better than what Poku's looked like is is freshman season or Jesus is freshman. I'm very much in, in OU football mode right now to you football mode. Um, his rookie season. I could see us having some solid games, especially later on in the season when he's getting more playing time and, and with, uh, you know, more, more emphasis on his development. So because of that, I think I disagree on this one. I, I would take it. Jacob, what do you think? I'm taking it. Yes. Put it at eight and a half. Eight and a half. Put it at eight and a half. We're taking it. We're going one point above. (laughs) This is giving me some good ideas for preseason bets, though. Good. I'm getting the vibe that Justin just hates Usman Jang. I'm not excited about Usman Jang. That's fair. At least now. Like, yeah, he is what he is. I'm not saying he won't be good. I just don't think he'll be good this season. And I think that's okay. I think that's fine. Taylor, take it or leave it. OKC has at least one rookie starting 20-plus games. This doesn't have to be the same person. There's just a rookie in the starting lineup 20 or more oh, times this season. Ooh, okay. Cumulative. So that helps me mm-hmm. out a little bit on this one. Um, so I'm definitely taking it. However, if you hadn't given me that disclaimer, I still would have taken it. Even though I know I was lower, we just had a fun little debate there on J-Dub and his points per game. I'm with you, Jacob. I think he starts more than that. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and take that one 
especially when you say it doesn't have to be one specific player. It could be any of them. J-Dub starting nonstop in 2023 after they trade one of the power forwards. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Once Baisley's <laughs> off this team, it's... Someone's got to start. It's going to be yes. J-Dub. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Justin, mm. take it or leave it. Chet Holmgren takes part in five-on-five drills and scrimmages in practice before the regular season is over. Oh, my gosh. I hate this question. I hate you for asking it. (laughs) These are really good ones coming up. Listen, I'm leaving it. I'm, I'm leaving it, I think, for two reasons. One is the Thunder are not going to rush this at all. At all. There's no reason to. There's absolutely no reason to try to get him back. And we've seen how the Thunder have played injuries in the past. They're going to take it slow. Um, I think what you'll see potentially during the season is like Chet on nobody workouts. I don't think you'll see him doing anything with other people. Um, not not officially with the Thunder, like until much later in the summer. Like I'm thinking like about this time next year. Oh, wow. I think we might see him in summer league. Boy, I don't know. I think we might see him in summer league. I don't know. But that... I would love to see him in summer league. Yeah, right. The heart says yes. My the, head isn't says... the general like Liz Frank recovery six to eight months. It's so it can be what I've seen because I've Googled least Frank way too much over the last month or so <laughs> is like, it can take a year to return to like what they, what they call like, you know, heavy activity or intense activity, which in parentheses usually says like running slash playing sports. Ugh. So. And he like, also again, has better access to definitely treatment. You know, he, he's not going to the PT but. clinic down the street. He's getting right. the best of the best. But, no offense to the PT but. clinic folks that work down Listen, the street. I'm sure you guys are great. Both my parents were physical therapists. I know it all too well. <laughs> um, I just, they, they're going to play it conservatively. I think it, he's going to be doing, hopefully we see him on the court, like shooting around after practice, things like that. Like I'll get excited to see that. But that's that's all I anticipate seeing by the end of the season. I think I agree with Justin on that one. Fair. Taylor, and I'm going to overanalyze it like nobody's business. <laughs> Taylor, Did you see his ankle flex there. I mean, that foot looks great. <laughs> Take it or leave it. Chet adds 10 pounds before the season is over. I like this one a lot. I also think it's a very solid uh, over under. However, Maybe it's the Thunder Optimist in me, the Thunder Homer in me. I'm going to go ahead and take this one as well. Um, I just think it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think he's just going to gain like a ridiculous amount of weight uh, because that obviously is a, a serious foot injury. So it's not like he's going to be able to put on a, a lot of uh, lower body weight, uh, lower body strength until that, that foot is truly healed and ready to go. But with all that being said, being able to eat, not having to go through the day-to-day grind. Like there was some ridiculous stat that came out. You guys might remember it better than I uh, talking about Chet and the, and, like back in college and the calories he has to consume. 
just to maintain his weight during during a basketball season, not even necessarily the NBA season. Him not having to go through that and being able to go through or, or be in an NBA system, an NBA, um, uh, you know, you have trainers and nutritionists at your at your disposal. I just think it he'll absolutely gain ten pounds. Would be my guess. I'm gonna ship him to New Orleans and let him hang out with Zion. And get on the yeah. Zion diet. There you go. Be golden. Hit those. Uh, hit the gumbo, the jambalaya, all the good stuff. Can't go wrong. Bag of beignets to go. Call it a day. We start to see a theme with like the the games that Chet gets to go to on away <laughs> games. Like he can't go good to San, yeah, he he can't go to Houston, but he can go to New Orleans, yes. and Los Angeles, and New York. Now we're talking <laughs> Chicago pizza, Detroit pizza. <laughs> Justin, take it or leave it. OKC gets at least one player on the all rookie team. Mm. The or a all rookie on a all rookie team. Okay, so it could be first or second team. Uh, I was trying to process what the hell is Taylor trying to say to me right now. The or a not the all rookie team, like first team. It could be first or second. Okay, at least one Thunder player. I'm leaving it. I feel like I'm I'm being. Very God. negative. Why tonight? don't we let Justin come on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> My I'm guy just it. had a baby. He is sleep deprived. <laughs> I God. I I think that we are very excited about J Dub, rightfully so. I think we are inflating expectations of J Lub a smidge, knowing that Chet is out. Like, do we think, let me reframe this question. If Chet's playing, do we think they get two players on the all-rookie team? Yes. No. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I don't think so. And <laughs> I don't think that changes just because Chet's hurt. That's fair. That's fair. Meek again, I mentioned him earlier, brings up a, a solid question. <laughs> or, sorry, a, a, a solid response. If we were to rephrase this question, does J-Dub make the all-rookie team? Uh, maybe that was Usman could make it, but Justin's a hater. No, Usman sipping that haterade. No. Look, I <laughs> no, I I think J Dub will get on it. I I feel very strongly about that one. Like very I kind of feel like he has the like he he could potentially get the the Herb Jones second a rookie team from this previous season. Like I feel like he the, could fill that void. The Not thing for, the same for me reason. also is you have to find ten rookies that are going to be better than J-Dub. There's not a guard forward differentiation yeah, on the all-rookie right. team. True. Yep. So when I look at that, like, Chet's out of the equation. Uh, maybe Johnny Davis does something, but he looks like garbage, Yeah. Um, at least in Summer League. Uh, maybe the same thing with uh, uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Maybe he just doesn't produce. Um I mean, there's going to be guys farther down the list that play well. Tari Eason looks yep. good. But trying to find 10 guys right now to convince me, hey, there are 10 other rookies that are going to be more productive than J-Dub next season. Um, I don't know. Also, Meek Leak still here says, if Usman <laughs> makes all rookie, he'll buy 100 uncontested yes. T-shirts. Uh, this is now recorded on yes. a podcast, Meek. So uh, <laughs> you said it, not me, brother. Get ready. 
No, I it would be interesting. This is for this is homework for another day, but like comparing draft lottery order to all rookie teams and see like how much variance there is. That would, that would be, be kind of interesting to do. Not going to do that. Um, I'm not that bored, but <laughs> I think, yeah, it feels like there's always some like, you know, pick two, three, maybe four of like late first round, second round guys that end mm-hmm. up making all, all in all rookie. Um, and all rookie and rookie of the year doesn't necessarily dictate future success. Yeah. Not at all. You know, not at all. Um, I'm forgetting the name of the kid that won rookie of the year for Philly and sucked and got traded like his next season and then has just faltered out of the league. What played Marco at Syracuse? Foltz? No. Played at Syracuse, had a hyphenated last name. Kid Gilchrist? No. No. Not Kid Gilchrist. Point guard. Um, Carter Williams. Michael, Michael Carter, Carter Williams. Carter Williams, MCW. He was one of those hyphenated fellas. Yep. All right, uh, Taylor's on dad duty, so Justin, you get the last one. Take it or leave it. OKC has a rookie score 30-plus in a single game. Uh, I'm with Meek Leak. We can just uh, rephrase all these as, does J-Dub have a 30-point game? Ye of Um, faith. Yes. J-Dub has a 30-point game. Um, We're going to have a game late in the season where J-Dub is the focal point of the team. And I think he's going to give Jacob everything he ever wanted in that game. It's going to be magical, much much like we got um, from Trey Mann last year. I think we'll get a brief glimpse at glory once again with J-Dub. I love it. Do you know what Josh's game high was last year in points? Um, Did he hit 30? 20 I'm going to say uh, 26 28 ah he got okay. up to 28 I didn't think he hit 30 but I knew Trey Mann did right yes Trey Mann got a yeah. 30 piece um JRE had 18 in a game I think JW yeah. gets 30 easy <laughs> He's just too smooth of an operator man I love the confidence I love I, it. I I know it's ridiculous. I just I think he's going to be really, really good. And I think a lot of a lot of times we forget he was a junior. Like yeah, he's right. older. He's yeah. ready to come in and contribute. Yep. There. I mean, he's going to have a learning curve, but I feel uh, I feel good. I feel good. I don't know. That much uh, is clear. <laughs> lots of comments in the chat tonight. I want to hit a few of them. Uh, six star, which I'm assuming is a Raptors fan, says, "Would you trade Shea for Fred Van Vliet and picks?" Seems like Raptor fans already think that it's a done deal. I would rather castrate myself. I, if you made it, would you trade Trey sh- trade Shea <laughs> for Scotty Barnes plus picks? I think that's where the conversation starts. <laughs> then yes. Is that wrong? No. No. Like, I think Shea's value is Scotty Barnes plus two firsts. Yeah. Thunder have no use for Fred at all. None. Yeah, completely agree. Um, Camille asks, I got a question for you guys. How long or how many games uh, do SGA and Josh need to find chemistry? That's a great question. I think that'll be one of the fun things to watch this year, uh, much like it was last year. I would expect this season, you know, I'd give them 20 to 30 maybe. Um, you know, 
I think they're going to try some more stuff out. Like the first part of the season's experimentation a little bit, you know, it's trying out things you worked on in the off season. It's Mm -hmm. mixing things up a little bit. I think we're going to see that hopefully by, you know, the midway point in the season, you start to see maybe what, what that duo could be. I think it'd be a little bit sooner than that. I, I foresee them finding that rhythm really. And that between Thanksgiving and Christmas period, I think that's probably a good spot. Colin Reed says, take it or leave it. Half of Taylor's bets will be incorrect on the yearly bets podcast. Only half? I'm taking it. I'm I'm taking it. I'm taking it for all of us. We're not good at bets. Yeah. We're also not good at paying bets. I mean, by nature, half of them have to be right, but. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Uh, Justin, anything else before we get out of here? Um, God bless America and God bless J-Dub. That's all I got. better myself. (laughs) Can you still hear me? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Uncontested. Uh, if you don't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Drop a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, it also helps more people find us and helps us helps Taylor pay for diapers. Uh, check out our merch store. Follow us on socials. Get ready for the season because that's right around the corner. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a minute. If you join the live stream tonight, thank you so much. Until next week, and as always, thunder up.